When we think of ourselves as being children of the king or heavenly royalty, it's easy to overlook the fact that part of our inheritance is Jesus Christ himself. Today, we are going to look at what it means for the Lord to be our portion. This is episode number 42, God is Your Inheritance. Welcome to Unfolding Words. I'm your host, Antracia Moorings, and this is a weekly podcast aimed at sharing biblical truth to offer light for your walk and life for your soul. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. One of my favorite passages in the Bible is tucked away in the book of Joshua, where the promised land is being divided up among the tribes, and it reads, But to the tribe of Levi, Moses gave no inheritance. The Lord God of Israel is their inheritance, just as he said to them. And this is found in Joshua 13, verse 33. And the reference, just as he said to them, is referring back to the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 18, where the provision for the priests and the Levites is outlined. And this reads, the Levitical priests, all the tribe of Levi, shall have no portion or inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the Lord's food offerings as their inheritance. They shall have no inheritance among their brothers. The Lord is their inheritance as he promised them. And that's Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 1 and 2. So we see here that the Lord himself was the allotment given to the tribe of Levi. Now, the tribe of Levi was the priestly arm of Israel, and God promised to provide for them rather than to have them work the land for themselves. And I often wonder if the tribe of Levi understood the significance of this. I know I certainly do. Now, when Moses established the 12 tribes of Israel, God set apart one tribe, the Levites, for himself. They were set apart or made holy to focus on one job, which was to serve God. God set the Levites apart in a second way as well. Unlike the other tribes, they had no physical allotment or inheritance of the promised land. So they had no place really to set down roots and to call their own. But this is not a bad thing. And although it may seem unfair, it was truly a gift. So being set apart allowed the Levites to focus on their call to serve the one true and living God. And their call exempted them from worrying about having to tend the land or worrying about driving out enemies like the other tribes had to do when they were given their allotment of the land. The Lord, not the land, was their inheritance. And this is key. The Lord was enough. They lived by faith in God's promised blessing for God to be their share and their portion. Now, this inheritance that God gave to the Levites included providing not only for their spiritual needs, but for their physical needs as well. And this would take place through the other 11 tribes. And this provision did not depend just on the generosity of the other tribes. It was established by law that these other tribes would have to tend to the needs of the Levites. These laws require the other tribes to share specific portions of their tithes, their gifts, and their offerings to feed and sustain the Levites. And all this special provision for this tribe reminds me of a song from Christy Knuckles. And there's a line in it that says, you are my inheritance and in you I have everything I need. That's the song, everything is mine in you. How often do I have to be reminded that God himself is my inheritance. Now, how often do we think of that and its significance? 
God is limitless and he's omnipotent. And just knowing this should shape our prayers and the way that we live in very profound ways. Knowing this means that we don't have to fret about our inheritance because it's not going to run out or going to be taken away because our inheritance is the Lord himself. We don't have to trust in our own wisdom or in men because everything in Christ is ours. Lately, I've been taking great comfort in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, and it reads, All are yours, and you are Christ, and Christ is God's. Commentator Matthew Henry, he sums this verse up so nicely in one of his commentaries. He says, All are yours, even ministers and ordinances. Nay, the world itself is yours. Saints have as much of it as infinite wisdom sees fit for them. And they have it with divine blessing. Life is yours that you may have a season of opportunity to prepare for the life of heaven. And death is yours that you may go to the possession of it. It is the kind messenger to take you from sin and sorrow and to guide you to your father's house. Things present are yours for your support on the road. Things to come are yours to delight you forever at your journey's end. If we belong to Christ and are true to him, all good belongs to us and is sure to us. Because we belong to Christ, he belongs to us and he alone is our inheritance. We don't need to trust in God's riches or even in the inheritance of our parents because we have God himself. Today, we are a kingdom of priests, just like that tribe back in the Old Testament. And the Lord Jesus Christ is our inheritance. First Peter 2 and 9 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the same way that these priests serve the Lord, we serve the Lord in the same way. And that should be our primary task is serving the Lord and not worrying about what needs to be taken care of physically, because we know that the Lord takes care of us. Sometimes we forget that our whole Christian walk is about one person, the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's not about ourselves. God is our great reward. And if you take a look around today, Ministries and recognition seem to be the reward. Platforms and having your name the biggest on a flyer or a ministry engagement, that seems to be the reward today. But we have to understand that the Lord does not work according to the way the world works. Wanting to influence and teach and have a platform often takes precedence over pointing people to Jesus today. We have sermons that promote kindness, talk about giving love, which comes first, rather than messages about our need for Jesus. And oftentimes, those who say they love Jesus the most mention him the least. It's a sad truth. Wanting influence and reach isn't a bad thing. But when we want those things more than we want God, then we fall into dangerous territory. Genesis 15 and 1 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Now, the context of this verse is that Abram had, Abraham had just come back from a battle where he had put his life on the line to rescue his nephew Lot, but God protected him. Then he met the king of Sodom and was given 
one sweet offer, the choice to take some of the spoil from the battle. But before he could choose, Melchizedek, who was a type of Christ, came out and met him and encouraged him by blessing him. Abraham ended up deciding not to take any of the spoils, quote, lest the king of Sodom should say, I have made Abram rich, end quote. God had just proven to Abraham that he was his shield by protecting him in battle. God was also letting Abraham know, God was letting Abraham know that he wasn't just the avenue to riches, but he was indeed the riches himself. This makes me wonder how many times I've looked past God to what I think are riches when he's extending his arms to me, letting me know that he is the reward I'm seeking. How many times do we seek what's in God's hand, seek that physical, tangible inheritance instead of seeking him who is the true everlasting inheritance. God promises to protect and provide for us just like he did for Abraham. But sometimes we shortchange ourselves when we simply seek things from God without realizing the treasure that lies in him alone. Now, most who receive an inheritance from their earthly family have to wait until that person dies to receive it. However, we get to enjoy our inheritance in the Lord right now and enjoy the one who gave it to us at the same time. Isn't God so good? So we not only enjoy the inheritance that he's given us, but we enjoy him as our inheritance. It's like a double blessing. All that we need is found in Jesus Christ. I'm taking great comfort in this thought. So when it comes to your inheritance, one thing that you can do is find scriptures that speak of inheritance or portion or heritage, and take those scriptures, put your name in it, and pray those scriptures over yourself. I'll give you an example. Psalm 16 and 5 says, Thank you, Lord, that you are my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. So you can either put your name in, put the personal pronoun my or I in, and speak those scriptures over yourself and thank the Lord that he himself is our inheritance. I pray that there was something this week that encouraged your heart. That's it for this episode of Enfolding Words. I hope to see you back next week as we uncover more treasures in the Word of God. Until then, may God's Word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you. As we uncover more treasures in the Word of God. Until then, may God's Word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.